TTB Music Podcast. Troy Boy, oh, funny. Jax Jones, Grades. Floyd, like, by the way. Oh, are we, are we really? I'm still testing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting here <laughs> this evening, I'll tell you. Yeah. <coughs> People, so, you, you don't know, know what you missed, right? Yeah, well, you've you missed me reading out who produced every album on the podcast. Uh, I was missed, halfway through Tiny Tempers Youth. You've missed me, uh, well. Well. The best Indeed, excitement. that's probably, yeah. Yeah, um, the most excitement of the evening's already passed. Yes, it's got redecorates out of that studio. Bottle. Yeah. With oh, it was like... 2.8% beer. It was like Monaco, listener. You should have been there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the really, race, not the band. Uh, it truly was like Monaco, yeah. except without the weather. Mm. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's a bit lively. It is a bit lively. Welcome back. Welcome back, yes, yeah, so for what, what, first of two podcasts this month, huh? What? Oh, God, thank goodness. <laughs> we are spoiling you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey, you made me jump. We've got to get out of the way before... before I thought I missed something. Armageddon. General election <laughs> 2017. Uh, okay. So this podcast, we have new albums from Father John Misty, Goldfrapp, Julia Holter, Amy Mann... Uh, uh, tiny Temper and somebody I've forgotten. Who does that? Oh, they're oh, uh, train smokers. Chainsmokers. Yeah. So we'll sort of start with uh, Father John Misty, whose previous album, I Love You, Honey Bear, oh, we, yeah. were, we were both a bit kind of. Yeah. Were we? Yeah, we, well, we, we both liked his, uh, his lyrical styling, yes. but thought the thought the album was overall a bit kind of. Yeah. Okay. Now that and then, familiar. you know, then it appeared in. Virtually yeah. every critic oh, top five. Yeah, well, we we, we get it so right on the button every time. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, this is uh, latest called Pure Comedy. Also been well received on <coughs> release. Uh, comes in at a mere seventy-four minutes. Pete. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the, the, the podcast. Um, Father John Misty. Um, Pure Comedy is possibly my favourite album of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll come. We'll come is this, back. Is this damning with faint praise? Yeah, we'll come, no, 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 no. It sounds like damning with faint praise, and and, and we'll come back to that. Um, actually, this was a. Um, I would say this is an eighty percent really enjoyable record. Um, it's got. Uh, it's got. It's it's very, very rewarding on repeat listening. Um, I found that. I enjoyed it more than the previous album that we reviewed. Yes. Because I've come away from this one thinking, well, that was really good. Um, in terms of, in terms of you know, the lyrical style, which I think is what you're getting. I think the vocal style was something we referred to before. Um, and I think it's sort of, re- I was very reminiscent of George Harrison um, oh, on, yeah, the, on the last true. album. I think, I think there's, there's more of a touch of John Lennon thrown in for good measure on this one as well. And Elton John, dare I say it, when actually on this album, you've got a few more frothier, poppier almost um, tunes. In tunes, not necessarily yeah. in tone. Of not in tone, but in tunes. Um, and I, I think there's uh, certainly the, the the opening track and and a couple of the others later on. He, there's very much an, a sort of early seventies Elton John vibe uh, yeah. vocally to those. Anyway, who, that's all. All the people he sounds like. Um, what does he actually sound like? 
Um, I actually think that um, a couple of the tracks on here could possibly be in my sort of top five of tracks of the year. Yep. Um, I particularly enjoyed um, Ballad of the Dying Man. Um, and um, I think it was um, Total Entertainment Forever, which is the sort of second track of the album. Um, uh, is that the one that mentions banging Taylor Swift in its opening? Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> Couplet. <laughs> Every night inside the Oculus actually, Rift. Yes, exactly. The Oculus Rift. And, and there's a few funny lyrics, like the reference to the Oculus Rift and... Um, uh, and, and and later on, there's uh, you know various references to um, you know having being in the business and and then doing it just to get laid, <laughs> things like that. You know, um, which he he has a very sort of comedy. Actually, he's called pure comedy. There's definitely a more of a comedic turn to some of his lyrics and sort of the great songwriting yes. tradition. More of your English pop artists, to be honest. Well, Liam um, Wainwright, I thought as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very Wainwright, very Wainwright. So, so that that kind of helps speed things along. Um, must admit, though, fi- what did I say? Eighty percent. Yeah, yeah, final fifth of the album. Uh, it starts to drag. Yeah, I said it's seventy-four minutes. Yeah, it's I, too I, long. I think it feels like seventy-four. Minutes. It does feel like seventy-four minutes. So, I mean, you know, fifty minutes in, I'm still having a good time. Twenty-five minutes later, I'm. Not. Yes, yeah. I, would, I would. I would certainly agree with that latter thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, 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 you're right. It is, it is an interesting record uh, in a similar way that his last one was as well. I mean, there's a, there's a obviously, as regular listeners will know, um, anyone that has some bitterness and inventiveness in their lyrics is a bit like catnip to uh, mm, to us. I spoke here at CTTB. <laughs> um, yeah, and there are probably a few to match him on current on current form. Um, but for me, the question, I suppose, with this record. As with on "I Love You, Honey Bear," um, was I suppose an element of the Emperor's New Clothes kind of effect when he kind of gets so impressed and delighted with his turn of phrase and uh, how it's actually delivered that occasionally you kind of overlook the mm. um, the music the musical accompaniment to mm. said lyrics, and similarly to the previous album, I don't think the music is up to the standard of his lyric writing no. overall. Okay. Um, which is not to say that there isn't good stuff on it. I, I agree, agree with you. Total Entertainment Forever, Ballad Dime Man. Um, I even like Leaving LA, the 13 minutes of... Yes! Yeah, I 13 minutes, you know. I mean, there's a yeah. great line that when it says, Mara, I wrote down, Mara taunts me beneath the tree. She's like, oh great, just what we need. Another white guy in 2017. Yes. <laughs> he takes himself so goddamn seriously. Yeah. yeah they got quite, they got quite I like that. that kind of thing. Yeah. And there are a few things, throwaway lines like that. We're talking about Elton John and things like that. I also think his uh, singing style also bizarrely reminded me a lot of Glenn Campbell. Ah, yeah. Uh, and you can actually almost imagine yeah. Glenn Campbell singing some of these songs in a strange kind of warped kind of way. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think you're right in that there's definitely more good in it than bad in it. Uh, although it's still probably due to its length a kind of strong and stable album. Oh, very good. Thought I'd get in there first. You got in there first? Yeah. That was my gag, by the way. <laughs> so. I don't know where it keeps coming from. <laughs> Absolutely. So we move on to... Uh, Vote Saxon. Um, yes. EDM. 
allegedly. EDM in the in the gays gays guys. Oh, maybe even gays of the chain smokers. Yes, memories do not open. Which as you've already taken the piss, it's uh, produced by people like DJ Swivel and Kin <laughs> and Mac and Phil and Captain yeah. Cuts. Captain Cuts. Um, yeah, this, this, is, uh, this, this is quite funny. I listened to this album a couple of times, uh, I think it was last week, I was uh, a, day, a day off and I was doing some stuff around the house, so I put it on. I played through a couple of times and I got to the end of that and I thought, oh, I might not have time to listen to it again, so I'll do our usual thing of I'll find out what Megacritic thought of it and see what the reviews were like. And you go into Metacritic and it's a Metacritic rating of 43. <laughs> which, uh, if you are regular listeners of this po- podcast, this is very highly unusual for something to be actually rated at lower than 50, 50%, 50%. And to say this album has got a kicking is an uh, understatement. Some of, the, some of the comments about it, uh, Rolling Stone said, Memories is drab, monotonous, whinge. USA Today, Memories is the worst album of 2017. Uh, Metacritic's worst album of the year so far, Metacritic said. A lifeless, anodyne pop record that wallows in basic feelings of regret and narcissism, narcissism says Pitchfork. Mm. And as honest as those were, I have to be honest and say, when I'd, when I'd listened to the album two times, the first two times I listened to it, I thought, that seems a bit harsh. That's, okay. you know. Um, no, not much. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that harsh. Uh, <laughs> what this album feels like is this, like listening to the radio. And it's literally, but it's literally like listening to the radio for for forty five minutes. Forty five yeah. minutes. Turn over. And you think it's like uh, it's it's all different artists, but they all kind of sound the same. Yes. So it's take this female vocalist, put her mm-hmm. into this song. Take this male vocalist, put her into that song. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the review, I was trying to. F- think of what my feelings about the album were and then the Guardian review nails it there the, the, the line in that that nails it for me is and it sums up this record instantly memorable yet completely forgettable music that's yeah, it because that's it. I, this for example the prime example of this is uh, track five uh, something just like this which is a song that with Coldplay and the first time I saw them was in fact on the Brits they did the song on the Brits with, with Coldplay I've heard this song now at least a dozen times I could not hum you a single no. note from the song despite the fact I've heard it that many times rest of the album same I've listened, I listened to this album twice while I was listening to it I was thinking yeah no, yeah that's fine I can't remember a single thing about it forgettable very um I don't know, so I'm not quite sure whether it's a inoffens- inoffensively offensive music or offensively inoffensive music. Probably the former. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my first question is, how the F did they get Coldplay on here? <laughs> and and if the last album was strong and stable, this is a correlation of chaos. It is. Yeah. Um, as you say, every every track was like listening to another band somehow thrown together um i mean i'd go as far as to say that actually the coldplay one is the one that just about hangs together well as a track um, um the, yeah, one, the ones featuring feet it's a lot of feet on this album a lot of feet. um the ones featuring um emily warren who i'm sure is a delightful young lady um they're just awful they're just awful tracks and she's used badly and 
Do you think that the, 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 cl- the cl- Kelly could have written those tracks for like Rihanna or someone? Some, someone who turned it down. And got yeah, yeah, it, it has that feeling. Um, I don't know. I, it's just I, I found, I, I found this. I mean, I listened to it two or three times this album, and it's, it's absolutely. It's like the first three tracks sound like a completely different band to the end of the album. Well, the fire track is particularly odd because it has yeah. the flow of Georgia Line here, a kind of country, but country, country yeah. band, and that really feels out. Of place and it just feels album. completely out of place with everything that's gone before. Um, so, so for me, the, 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 it, it just felt very twenty seventeen. It is just like it's an album made for carving up. It doesn't, it doesn't hang together well at all. Quite literally, carving up. Carving yeah, it's just like, I like that track. Um, I'm going to download it and then forget about it because that's what pop music is. I suppose it's throwaway. Um, but yeah, really, that nah, rubbish. Yes. <laughs> Memories do not open. Memories do not even... Yeah. Goldfrap, Silver Eye. Return of Goldfrap. They've been away for... Well, they've been away a while, haven't they? What have they been up to? So been away. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if we reviewed the last album or not. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember if we did. The, la- the last album was kind of an acoustic-y, yeah. kind of almost folky type thing. Yeah, that was all right. I seem to remember yeah. that was all right. Yeah, it was. Um, um, clearly this time they've, they've gone back more electronic. Yeah, but... Um, it falls short of a return to form for me. Um, and I can't. You know, it sounds crazy saying this because they're, they're a great act and they're a good band and they've produced some mighty fine albums over the last. Oh God, how long is it now? Seventeen, eighteen years. Yeah. Um, at, but one one as ever gets a sense that, that, that you know, I had they come back with another acoustic album or something completely different. Yeah. Um, it might have been more memorable. Whereas this just felt a bit, a little bit by the numbers, if I can be, be so frank. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, there were some good tracks on here, and I, I particularly enjoyed um, uh, "System Magic" like that. Like that. Yes. And uh, and there are a few a few hits further on, in the album as well. "Moon in Your Mouth" towards the end of the album, I particularly enjoyed it as well. It was quite nice. Um, but to be honest with you. Uh, again, not there isn't much that's memorable in between. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of saying I had a third listen to this uh, coming home from work today, mm. and it certainly it's, it hung together much better on third listen than it had done on the third, imagine, first, yeah. first, first two listen. I'll give it that because I was so I'm probably slight, and I was feeling oh, I'm, I'm, it's going to be one that I'm going to go oh yeah no it's this is the this yeah. is the one that's won me over, um, and I realised actually it was pretty much only the first three tracks. Yeah. And then a couple of tracks towards the end that were moving, and yeah. the rest of it was the rest still of it, it's filler. Yeah, in the yeah. middle. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, as you say, it is one of those, those albums where you're thinking, hey, if you're a Goldfrap fan, you're going to think, yeah, it's alright. Yeah, it's alright. But it's not. No. It's not setting the world on fire. No. Sorry. Sorry. Really wanted to like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, uh, Julia Holter in oh, the same these, room. Yes, we are moving yeah. to these. <laughs> There's pubs to be got to me now. Oh, good grief. Uh, yeah, Julie Holter is uh, another one of those artists that, that's uh, been around for a few few years and been quite well critically re- reviewed. Uh, this album came up before I realised it was a kind of live o- live best of type thing. Uh-huh. Um, although it's a live album without being a live album in the sense that it's been... It's in a studio. Yeah, it's live in the studio. Yeah. studio. I think Domino Records, who are, who are her uh, record company, have decided to do... Uh, whole host of albums with their artists just have just basically taking him off tour in the middle of a tour and getting them to do 
basically their live version of their set, but record it in the studio rather than in front of a Excellent. crowd. Commendable. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gimmick, isn't it? It's like you need, you need any gimmicks that yeah. can work these days. Um, one thing I think is clear from, from the off here, without having to do any reading up about Halter, uh, is it, it's very clear that she's an experimental musician. Yeah. Uh, I suspect that she's probably not too bothered about being huggy and feely and giving her monkeys what anyone particularly thinks of, uh, of her, her music. They're certainly destined not to be a multi-platinum selling artist anytime soon, I wouldn't have thought. Um, which is n not a bad, 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 bad thing. I mean, the, the album kind of, for me, kind of mo moves kind of back and forth between that kind of um, Bjork stroke Bowie in his jazz, jazzy Scott Walker type um, demeanour. That's particularly on the opening track, like horns, sat, horns surrounding me. It's very kind of kind of song that I can imagine Bowie being a fan of. Mm. Um, I mean, it kind of moves between that and more kind of, I suppose, Natalie Prass type mm. sounding things. Um, I'm thinking yeah. in particular of um, So Lilies, which is the second track on the album, yeah. and Feel You, which is about halfway through, which I think is perhaps the standout track on the record. Um, it's very un it's very uneven. Um, uh, as I said, on t the two listens I got through it weren't really enough to decide one way or another whether I thought I wanted to invest more time in her or not. Um, so it's in, in a way, there's some some aspects of the Far Job Misty album were coming back to me, and I was thinking, I ended the album leaning more towards admiration than love. Um, but yeah, it, it's not without merit. That's a fair comment. Um, I found her musical style um, quite intriguing yeah. uh, because it's not what I expected. Not I don't know what I expected, but. But certainly the first half of the album, um, there's a lot of, it's kind of a kookiness yes. to, to her. I see what you're saying about Bowie. There's that kookiness that, um, you know, she doesn't necessarily fo follow a particular style playing this live set. Um, and that's quite entertaining uh, for a while. But again, like the Father John Misty album before it, um, I found that this album went on just a little bit too long. And, yeah, and there's more seven and eight minute tracks towards the latter half of the album. Exactly, and 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 I think I lost I lost the thread at one point. I think it was City Appearing, which is about seven or eight minutes long, um, and it just goes on forever. And I found I was actually zoning out, I zoned, yeah. I zoned back in. I was like, is this still on? Um, which you know, when you've got the thing jammed in your ears, playing away. I mean, it's not a good place to be. Um, so for me this was was difficult again it's difficult because this is a record i wanted to like more um yeah. from the off i thought this the opening was really strong um but but again as time went by it dragged now i guess if you're a fan and i guess if you've heard some of these tracks in their original form there's probably a whole level of reward that we're completely missing Indeed, yeah, which is one of the reasons why we tend to not to sh shy away from these kind of uh, compilation yeah. records normally. Note to self, check before. Mm. So, moving on to a more established artiste, but uh, another artist who has uh, gone more acoustic 
this particular outing, and that's the latest album from Amy Mann, and uh, mel mel that's a mental illness. illness. It's a theme. It is a theme. That runs through this. But not really, but it's, not, it's an album that's not really about mental illness per se. No, but, you know, a certain turn of phrase and lyrics here and there, um, it's kind of resonated throughout the album, potentially, as a, as a theme. I thought um, for me again um, I, I was trying to distinguish because we've reviewed albums of hers before of course and I was trying to again find what was different about this I mean yeah it was a perfectly solid strong and stable record um, and that's fine and fans of Amy Mann would enjoy it um, I guess I guess it did it didn't really sort of stick with me yeah uh, in a way that that's uh, again the previous two records that we mentioned like father john misty and um what's name julia holt yes <laughs> who we mentioned earlier a moment ago those sort of records stick with you um but but now this this has sort of passed me by a little bit um i have to admit i only got this one in twice so maybe it's the, the only important third lesson <laughs> um so you go you go for it because i know you're a fan I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I expected I, you to do some heavy lifting on this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan. I think I, I, you, you're right. There is, there, is, there is a theme, and the title lends itself to that theme. Although hmm. perhaps only on lies of lies of summer, which is particularly about actually about um, someone that's bipolar and a bit yeah. sociopathic, and that kind of and the lyrics in that are quite quite good. They think they're kind of. Uh, thing when you suddenly realise this about somebody and you're kind of looking back on your kind of past interactions with them and kind of going, ah, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, again, it, it, uh, if, this, if this album has a, a problem, it, it would be because it's, it is pretty much solely acoustic, you could level a, um, a sameness mm. thing at it, um, yeah. unless you are, unless you, it's that kind of thing. If, you, if, you're a, if you're a fan of people, you tend to kind of move through sameness. You can uh, be more forgiving. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's some really. I do think there's some really good, really good stuff on it. Um, uh, Goose Snow Cone, the opening uh, track, um, which is written about a cat called Goose. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Watch the video on YouTube. Um, it's quite, it's quite, quite, quite fun. Patient, Z Patient Zero as well, which I kind of, I kind of like that. Um, which apparently, that's that whole thing about being famous and starting to cope with it. Apparently, they, they, they just met Andrew Garfield in after he just arrived in LA, and his kind of uh, starstruckness was kind of uh, one of the inspirations for that that particular song. Really? Um, yeah. Um, wow, something. And simple fix towards the end of the album, I really, really, really like. Like again, partly because the, the lyrics, it's all about that kind of thing of people kind of looking at their relationship and what's gone wrong with their relationship and how to fix it. But um, nobody's actually doing anything about it because the fix is to simply leave, yeah. get out. But they're not doing it. They're not walking away. And how that happens to so many people, and they just get into that rut and. Mm -hmm. Just don't don't go. Um, it's forty minutes long. Which obviously, it was a big tick for me. So 
<laughs> even even the, even the, even though the, 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 you could say there's some statements, it ends quite quickly. Doesn't really outstay its welcome. And overall, it's I'm going to go back to our, our original solid. Yes. Yeah, it is solid. Less solid uh, is Tiny Temper and Youth, which is our final album. Um, I like Tiny. Uh, he kind of comes across as a as a really nice bloke, and and I know someone that met him with uh, her kids, and said that he was delightful both with her and with said kids who were kind of about ten, eleven. Um, so it pains me to say that uh, this album is well mostly bollocks, frankly. <laughs> it is uh, back to what you said earlier on. Is it's another coalition of chaos record. Me, um, lots of featurings, lots of other people on on it, on it. Lots of people I just don't care about, and lots of really, really, really just boring tracks. I mean, the the things where where it works and where it is engaging tend to be the tracks that just feature Tiny Temper and nobody else. So I think of things like uh, Holy Moly um, and Lightwork, particularly. Both really good tracks, quite str quite strong. Head and shoulders above virtually everything else on this this record. Um, I mean, towards the end of the album, I suppose the kind of the featuring Jake Berg and the featuring Jess Glynn tracks are both fine, but that's they're both fine because they basically sound like Jake Berg and Jess Glynn tracks that mm. have just got a little bit of tiny temper on rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. um, it's an hour long, uh, I listened to it twice, and that's two hours I feel that I've definitely wasted for this podcast. Uh, sorry Tiny, but no, not a good record. Alre already a leading contender for Gold Cobra Award. Really? Long will change me. So, I'm going to... Go disagree with me. I'm going to disagree. Um, I, agree, I agree with a lot of what you said, actually. Um, yes, it is too long. Yes, there are too many different genres squeezed in. Um, it, it's nowhere near grime. It's too it's too too shiny for grime. If you pardon the uh, yeah. um, you know, as I think on CTTV, we've begun to discover that we like our grime to be really grimy. We do. We need to be straight out the trap with that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it it this feels like a pop album. It is a pop album. It is a pop album. You know, there's a track on here which is EDM. There is a track on here that is um, Jake Bug, <laughs> as you say. Yeah. You know, there's a track on here that I'm sure there's a track on here that goes a bit folky at one point as well. Um, and as you say, I think the better tracks are when he's just being himself. Um, however, uh, in leaping to the defence of Tiny, um, I would go further to say that actually... Um, unlike the Chainsmokers album, which really does feel like a compilation of bollocks, um, this one um, does have a charm to it that runs throughout. And of the, he clearly has a rapport with supporting artists. Supporting artists come in, yes, they might just bring come in and bring in themselves, and then you don't get much tiny temper. Um, but in a sense of one or two of them, you get a bit more of a collaboration lyrically. So yeah. I would, I would, I would say in defence of, of Tiny Temper um, if you're going to have an album with all your best mates then you may as well do it this way than the, the Chainsmokers way 
Um, I would also say that actually, hey, isn't it nice for, you know, young black artists to be actually enjoying being famous? <laughs> Looking at you, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds like he's having a good time recording this. Drake's probably a really fun guy. <laughs> I bet he is. Um, so, you know, I Canada, think it, it, it sounds to me, this, this album sounds like a really good time. And isn't that what you use this? Brontish. Wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, I On wouldn't, that note. I wouldn't either anymore. <clears throat> On that note, join us again next time um, when we'll be reviewing uh, New Gorillas album, uh, Harry Styles album, a uh, new album from Angelina Presley, new Todd Rungwood album, and two other albums that I've already forgotten what they are. Gosh, there's actually a chance we might enjoy something out of that lot. Quite possibly, but yeah. let's not count our chickens and all that. Okay. See you next time, folks. <laughs>